This is a We Are Podcast show. We Are Podcast is Australia's premium gathering of current and future podcasters. If you aren't a member yet, you should go and check us out at wearepodcast.com and click on the Members Live Here button right in the center of the page. Included in your membership are monthly accountability sessions with me. That's a tongue twister. Monthly State of the Union podcasting webinars as well as free podcast hosting for the rest of your membership life with audio boom we not only cover everything podcasting but we also cover every other aspect of online business around your podcast so if you want to make money and grow your influence using a podcast get your first month for only 19 dollars using the promo code i am podcast at checkout also for peace of mind you can leave whenever you like uh in case you've had enough of us so uh go in and check it out we are podcast.com and click on the members live here button Welcome to Rub the Wrong Way, a podcast for massage professionals. Each week, we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life, go deep on industry issues, and help you discover practice building tips and tricks from industry experts. Grab your laundry basket and join your host, Christy Melling, as we strip down, bear all, and help you get rubbed the right way. You're not recording yet, are you? I am recording, but that's okay. I have the power of editing. Okay. When, you, when we're finished, I want you to give you a pen there. Yes. Just write this down. Sure. Gary Lavis. Gary Lavis. Shark Dive 2016. Shark Dive 2016. When you're finished, get on to YouTube. Check that baby out. Okay. I'm, yeah, for sure. Massive. I don't want to, am I going to like have a little heart attack because I'm, you know, how much I love sharks. And you've got to, you've got to watch it right to the end because right at the end is a, is a bit where a shark comes right at me to about a foot of my face and I'm playing the Jaws music. <sighs> I turn the camera to, to Hannah and, and she's just like, holy shit. <laughs> Can you, I'm freaking out. My, I'm like, I've not even watched the video and I'm freaking out. It comes at me. <laughs> This thing that comes at me is every bit of about 10, 12 feet. What kind of shark is it? It's a grey nurse shark, so it's not renowned for, for chewing on humans, but, I mean, if you pissed it off, it would shred you. <laughs> well, this is a great start to an interview. <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome, Gary. Welcome to Rubbed the Wrong Way, the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to have you on today. Um, so I, I, I know you very well. We've, we've been friends for a little while. Um, you're an international presenter. You ha- you're the immediate past president of the Australian Association of Massage Therapists. You're a general mover shaker and no shit taker. Um, so tell me a little bit about your massage story. Like how did you get into massage? Where did that come about? So tell me the Gary Lavis story. Oh, the Gary Lavis story. Well, I, I guess um, uh, it goes back... Uh, to uh, when I, I moved to Canada and um, uh, my wife and I got married and we, we moved to Canada and uh, ended up living there for six years. So during that uh, six years that I lived in Canada, I participated in the Subaru Triathlon series. And, okay. Uh, at that particular time, I was a diesel mechanic. I was working as a diesel mechanic and um, 
really getting sick and tired of laying on concrete floors and getting greasy and dirty and working long night shifts and all sorts of stuff. So I was uh, getting a massage a lot as part of my training and uh, part of my rehab for my, uh, my triathlons. And uh, my wife, who's a physiotherapist, was working in uh, lots of multidisciplinary clinics that uh, had massage therapists, chiropractors, osteopaths, uh, podiatrists, all sorts of stuff. And they really, in Canada, embraced that model of multidisciplinary treatment. And uh, we sat down one day and looked at each other and thought, you know, why don't I do massage? And when we moved back to Australia, we can open one of these UBUT multidisciplinary clinics. And uh, I started my training uh, as a massage therapist in Canada. Wow. And, uh, after we had our first child, we moved back to Australia. I finished it in Australia. And 15 years later, here we are today. So. Wow. That's amazing. So you're an internationally trained therapist as well. I, I, I did start yeah, some of my training in, in Canada. And, and when I came uh, home to Australia, I, I got credit for training as part of my training. There, so Fantastic. And it's been a great ride. Yeah. So, so you moved from being a diesel mechanic to being a massage therapist, and now you're moving from being a, like a full-time massage therapist into doing training and education. Tell me how you kind of moved, how, how you made that transition. So what, what kind of took you from wanting to just do massage to wanting to train therapists? Well, I think that's just um, sort of a natural progression is, is I've always had that need for, you know, more information. And, yeah. Uh, I'm very, very passionate about the shoulder. I've had a, a shoulder reconstruction myself. Um, and I, I really, really enjoy the, the, the process of, of, of teaching. And I think as, as I moved from, you know, the diploma of remedial massage, and then I, I went on just recently and uh, completed my advanced diploma of myotherapy down in Melbourne at yeah. uh, MMT. And um, I'd, I'd sort of touched base a little bit of the presenting over the the last few or the last several years of sort of helping some other people helping some other people out with um with uh, presenting workshops and then i was just a slow progression into presenting myself so fantastic now i've got my uh platinum set up so uh, platinum remedial massage training and um now i, I go around the country uh, around australia and uh, this year last year i presented in new zealand at their national conference and Hopefully, I'll be doing some more uh, international presenting as well. So it's, it's it's just something that I've, I've sort of you know progressed on, and 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 I'm really really passionate about teaching. It's, it's uh, I love it. Awesome. Do you so? I know you're really passionate about the massage industry as a whole, um, and I've, like that's been reflective in your work as a board member and as an immediate past president. Um, what has been your um, like your greatest achievement, do you think, like within the whole industry? Because I know that, that you've worked really hard in, in that space. So is there, was there one moment or something that you can kind of touch on that you think was a really big achievement for you within the whole industry? Um, I don't know whether it comes down to an achievement or not, but certainly being the national president of the Australian Association of Massage Therapists uh, puts you in a lot of places where you had contact with people like you know, health ministers and stuff like that. Um, and I think it was good to be able, whenever there was dis discussion going on industry-wide in reference to massage and where it was going, you know, it was great to be able to be there and contribute to it. Um, I think... Um, yeah, yeah, overall, I think I just really had a passion for being able to contribute and, and, and really being able to you know, help get 
recognition from SRS therapists because I think we're sort of under-recognised and, um, you know, it's, I think we've really got a really healthy future in, in, in where we're going as an industry. Awesome. Um, so how did how did massage kind of become your passion like was there a like you, you kind of you've mentioned that you did a lot of sport and you've now had a shoulder reconstruction was there kind of something that that kind of brought you into to just really wanting to do this like absolutely i think it was the combination of the two i mean obviously as a mechanic yeah. i always needed you had had the need to know how something worked and, and, and as a kid and a young bloke, when you know I, I got a toy or something, where I pulled it completely apart and put it all back together again. And um, so, as a mechanic, especially with the shoulder, like I said, my shoulder is my absolute passion. But I certainly present workshops in other areas of the body as well. But uh, having a, a shoulder reconstruction, knowing exactly what it was that went wrong with my injury, and how it was going to be repaired, and knowing the ins and outs of the rehabilitation process, it, it, you know, the mechanics of the body uh, fascinate me. Yeah. And, have a real passion for you know needing an understanding of exactly how things work, how you can make it work better, and what's the best way to attack like a rehabilitation process. It really, it really fascinates me. You know? It's really interesting because I think that that's um, I mean so often therapists kind of overlook the like the passion for the mechanical part of of the therapy. And the, the kind of that understanding process, like we, we sort of go like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, we know how it sort of all works. But I think more like more of us, if we understood that we were like mechanics, like we can, you know, look at parts and see how they all kind of fit together and, and work them. And I think that's why I really enjoyed your, um, your not just, I think it's not just the rotator cuff workshop. It was a really cool workshop when when we did it. It was really fun and it was a really nice kind of insight um, into the really deep fundamentals of how the shoulder worked. And for me, even after being in the industry for the amount of time I've been in, going back and kind of really like getting a good solid handle on those fundamentals was really awesome. I loved the way you presented it. And it's really changed my, like it's kind of leveled up what I've been doing in my clinical work now. So I'm, I'm, I really love the way you present. Is that a style, like have you sort of, is it just because you're so passionate about presenting that you've, you've got this really kind of approachable style? Like do you find that, that you just love to kind of get that information out there to people? Is that, is that why you, you can't, it's so approachable? Absolutely. I think um, the way I like to explain the way I teach is, is I'm a real nuts and bolts sort of guy. Yep. So, you know, we, 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 we sit back, we look at how the shoulder is designed, all the aspects of it, how it mechanically works, how it can go wrong in, in, in so many different ways, uh, how posture can influence to its you know, poor ability to function correctly. Um, uh, and, and you know, all, all of the aspects around, and it's all about, you know, looking outside the box, uh, treating outside the box, and, and, and to be able to sit back, assess, say, this is the symptoms we have, you know, what can we, how can we move on now and, and, and be able to put this together and, and make it effective. You know, it's, it's a, it's, I'm a real visual sort of guy, so a lot of my workshops, you know, like, as you would have noticed, a lot of my slides and that are very mechanical and we look at pivots and levers and all sorts of things. And I think the best way to teach people is to be able to put it out there in a format that they can understand. Yeah. You know, we're in an industry where you can get really bamboozled a lot of the time by big you know, anatomical words and, and, and lots of big phrases that are confusing. But I like to be able to bring all that together, simplify it, 
keep it very simple and put it out there in a format that's easily understandable and that people can follow and just say, hey, let's do this, the simple process, follow the protocol, and at the end of the day, you know, we'll come out with something that, uh, that works. And I think that that's, um, it's definitely one of the things that I've found is we're moving as a, as an industry, we're moving towards this like very technical and very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love research and I think research is really important. Um, and I had a pretty good conversation with Michelle Velasso about, um, research literacy the other day. Um, but I think that there are times when you do need to break it down to those simple, like kind of kind those simple more simple aspects of what's kind of what you're doing in the treatment room and and understanding that this is why you do it this is how you do it and this is how you execute it and I think sometimes we get lost in the in the why and the how and miss that kind of fundamental execution and I, I really enjoyed the fact that there was so much execution throughout your your workshop so tell me like a little bit about the funky chicken workshop because I've been reading a little bit about it and I love that it's called the funky chicken and I want to know more and I want to hear how you kind of came up with this name of the funky chicken because I, I love that. So tell me more about the funky chicken workshop, how that works and what that's all about. Well, the, uh, the funky chicken workshop is uh, my next round of workshops. So I presented uh, for the first time uh, last year in New Zealand. Um, so it's a, a combined uh, survival thoracic workshop and it really basically based on, on poor posture, that hyperkyphotic forward head posture that, you know, is almost like an epidemic in our society now, particularly amongst, you know, accountants, solicitors, people that sit at computers all day. You know, it's, it's so funny. I, I sit back in coffee shops a lot and, um, you know, always just look at people walking past and sort of assess their postures and say, oh, this person's hyperkyphotic, that person's got a forward head posture, you know, this person's got a flat back. Um, certainly not, not judgmental, but it's really uh, interesting that, you know, I sit there and sort of observe that. Do you hand out business cards? Uh, <laughs> I should. <laughs> like, but, when you need some help with that, just, just let me know. <laughs> exactly. But it's, so, it's such an epidemic in our society now, um, and particularly with, with the uh, introduction of all this computer-based learning and all that sort of stuff. You know, we spend so much time sort of in that bit. Um, and I've noticed that huge change in my, uh, the way I treat, you know, 15 years ago. Um, I, most of my, my, my clients I, I would treat for overactivity. Today, I treat most of my clients for inactivity. Um, and, and when we talk about the funky chicken, probably the most common thing that I get today from all of my clients that come in, their symptoms are hypokyphosis and forward head posture. So where the funky chicken came from, if you've ever seen a chicken waltzing around the, uh, the, the yard picking at the dirt, they stick their, you know, jab their, their uh, beak right down into the dirt and the old forward head posture comes in, the old chunky, funky chicken. So it's, uh, that's where the funky chicken came from. So I've got a, a, a nice little uh, photograph up of a, of a really poor uh, postured person with forward head posture and high hyperkyphosis. And that's that um, Eric Dalton, like 42-pound head kind that's of it. kind of concept. Yeah, so... It's all about you know, restoring uh, the, the optimal posture for you know, the, the best ability to live you know, about our lives and, uh, and not being under, under those symptoms that, uh, that we walk, the you know, majority of our society walk around with. Sounds really cool. And, and it definitely, uh, I would be really excited to do it. And I think I might come up to, I think you're presenting that at, in August in Marichidor. So 
I would be super excited to come up and say hi and um and and check it out because it really is an epidemic that we're facing in you know with people and that sort of thoracic outlet syndrome and forward heads and all those sorts of things. So. Absolutely. So I presented uh, last year up in Maroochydore in June my shoulder workshop. So I'll be returning there in August this year. So it's a great bunch of people up in Maroochydore. So Fantastic. Yeah, the sunny coast. Nice. And I know that uh, potentially that might fuel your other secret or not so secret passion of diving going up to somewhere like the sunshine coast that's right uh, christy I, I am an avid scuba diver a uh, scuba diver and um it, it is is not uh, luck that most of my workshops just happen to uh, appear at uh, great diving destinations so there's an awesome wreck up in maroochydore uh, which happens to be the sister ship of um, one of the wrecks that i dive down here in new south wales so i think it's the hmas Brisbane. so it's a very very good dive Excellent. Tell me how you got into into diving as a passion, because I think it's really interesting to, to kind of talk about the work life balance, because I know um, in organizing this kind of this little interview that we've been that that we've been trying to organize. Um, the last time I emailed you, I think you were saying you were in Italy and then you were in South America. So you, you seem to have the work life balance thing down pat. Tell me how that works for you. Look, it's, um, you know, my, my wife and I, we have uh, two two clinics now, one in uh, Rathmines in New South Wales and one in Katara, um, and we both teach. So my, my, my wife is a physio, she specialises in pelvic floor physiotherapy, and then obviously I teach with uh, platinum remitting massage. So not only do we have our two clinics, but we also have our training. So we, we both go around the country and present workshops around the country as well. So we spend a, a, a lot of time dealing with the business and um and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you've got to find that balance in life to be able to say, you know, this, this time is dedicated to business and this time is dedicated to fun. So it's all about balance. Yeah. Uh, my wife isn't a scuba diver. However, I have four beautiful little girls. And the good news is that my second daughter now, Holly, has just uh, qualified as a scuba diver as well as the first. So I now have two little girls sort of following me scuba diving. And... Um, Corrupting uh, that, them. That's my passion. Uh, scuba diving is, is my escape. And, and, you know, when you talk about sort of people that do yoga, uh, you know, where you switch off and you, I guess you find enlightenment. Well, well, scuba diving is my enlightenment. That's just basically when I'm underwater, I'm, I'm, I'm like meditating. That's where I clear my mind. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the place where I, I live it all day. So it's fantastic like that but ironically it's it's scuba diving that uh i received my um, my uh, shoulder injury that um that um that tore my bicep off my shoulder that, that ended up turning into doing the shoulder reconstruction so. and then how bring you towards getting your shoulder course up and running exactly so yes. all sort of fell together it was, it was rather ironic really, so. <laughs> yeah. so you've mentioned that you run two businesses now, I know a lot of massage therapists and myself included find really struggle to, again, with that balancing of a business and staff and and keeping all of those kinds of plates spinning and balls juggling and all these kinds of things. How have you found managing moving from potentially just being yourself and your wife in a clinic to having a certain number like you must have a number of staff so how have you found that transition like managing people and those sorts of things going from being hands-on in the business to being kind of hands-off and in a managerial position how has that kind of changed for you well luckily enough that transition happened over time so when we first ever started out it was just my wife and myself in the clinic 
um, and, and receptionist you know, two days a week. So over the 15 years that we've been in business, that sort of evolved slowly. And, and, and I think that's probably the secret to success in business is when you grow, is to grow slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably far too many people go too big, too quick and, uh, and collapse. But um, it, it was probably easier to, certainly easier to adapt to, to because it was a slow process. And, uh, you know, we took on one staff member at a time, uh, additionally to, to the point where we are now, I think we have 14 staff. So, How many staff? About 14, I think. 14, wow. So, obviously, um, you know, that was, like I said, a slow process. And we have had uh, more in the past, but we've sort of reduced it. I think we got to a point where we were a little bit too big and it became a little bit too much for us. So, we we, we reduced in size just enough to, again, to find that balance of what we can work with. But I think one of the most important things, one of the hardest things to take on in boarding business is to realise that you can't do everything yourself. You've got to be able to bring people in to do it for you and uh, be able to let go and and learn to trust in people. And that I think that that's um, part of like part of what's difficult for massage therapists, or in and particularly in business, is to learn to let go of, you know, let go of doing the bookwork, or let go of doing the administrative stuff, or let go of some of those clients that they have grown to to love, and and all of these sorts of things. And were there any moments that were really challenging for you that you were like? I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I don't know if I can deal with like all of the, the bigness or or where, was it always just really comfortable in that slow growth kind of pattern for you? Well, look, well we guess so, so, so far. So the business is probably never really comfortable. Um, you're always, um, you know, uh, fired up and, 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 you know, worried about, you know, how things are going to be and how things are going to be next week and especially when you have that responsibility of employing, you know, the staff to do it and you and stuff like that. But I think uh, the biggest challenge that I face earlier on, I, I, I was working about 40 hours a week, hands on, as I was doing 14 hour days as wow. a massage therapist. So, and, and um, you know, the majority of my caseload, and even still today, would probably be tradesmen. Um, and it's really big, heavy work. And uh, I got to the point where I almost, you know, hit the wall uh, yeah. physically. And uh, I just had to, to, to be able to turn around and, and just accepted that, you know, I could no longer work physically 40 hours a week and I had to go somewhere and, 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 and realise that, that that just wasn't possible anymore. And I think that was at that point that I sat down and said, okay, where can I go from here? Let's reduce my hours to 25 hours hands-on a week. I can handle that physically and then get into doing some managerial stuff with the business plus also my teaching that I do now with the workshops. So that was hard. Hard to do uh, ego-wise too because, you know, you, you always think you're indestructible. But also too, there was clients that I had to let go and, and, and to influence them to see some of my other massage therapists uh, who didn't want to do that either. So uh, at some point you've just got to sit down and say, look, I just can't do this anymore. Um, you know, there will always be people that aren't pleased or unhappy about it, but uh, that's just the way it has to be. One of those decisions you make in business that, you know, not everyone's going to be happy. And, and I think that that's, again, it comes back to massage therapists don't want to disappoint anyone. So they, they want to be there for everybody because we're by nature those giving, that giving personality. And, and when you have to say to a, a client, I can't, I just can't see you anymore, they, they, they take it really personally and it's really kind of, and you take it really personally. You're like, oh, I'm really sorry and, oh, and you feel really bad and all those sorts of things. And, 
and I I know I mean I know personally it's been really it's it's challenging to kind of you know get like kind of move clients on um do you have any like um good kind of boundary setting techniques that you you use or like is it always just kind of like a an ad hoc kind of thing when you're trying to kind of manage those boundaries with people or do you have like sort of a protocol that you like to to put in place like anything in potentially that you might um teach to your to your staff to help them with things like boundary setting and and ethics and stuff like that um look we're a very close-knit team you know i think it's important we'll always be a team Um, yeah just to sort of boundary settings um i I, i've always looked at it at the thing is it's it's the best thing that we, we, we approach everything as a team rather than individuals so these days, we try to influence the clients that it's, it's, it's not just me at work, but it's our team, and that and that you know when we're at work, that, that client, any particular client, it's not specifically yours. You know, the, the, the client is the client of the business, not necessarily the client of a particular therapist. You know, yeah. So I think it's important that that you know if, if, if somebody's particularly busy, they should influence that client to see one of your, you know, one, one, one of the other team. Um, rather than, you know, have to wait too long to be able to get back in to see somebody else. You know? So I don't like to see that sort of culture of the, these clients are mine. You know, I like to see, as a, as, a, as a business, I always like to see that, that you know, we're a team. Yeah. And you know, we're going to address this client, that what is best for the actual client rather than what is, is best for the individual therapist. You know? I think that's the best way to, to approach. That's the thing that we always try to, you know, elaborate on within our clinic, that, that we're a team culture. Yeah, that's – and I think that um – building that team culture is really it can be really difficult to to do but when you strike that balance that you do have that holistic um view of clients like they 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 live inside our clinic as opposed to with one individual therapist you you build that team culture like you said um so let's get into some of the people that have influenced you as a therapist so has there been any like, has there been one particular, like, you know, presenter or someone who you've really resonated with? Um, are there any people who are, like, your, like, rock star kind of massage people? I think probably the, the, the person that I respect most in the industry would be Rob Granter. So Rob, uh, Rob Granter um, has a very long history in massage. Uh, he's a very, very humble sort of guy, which, which, which is what I, I, I love about him the most. Um, and that was probably the decision that influenced me to, um, or the catalyst that influenced me to go and study at NIMT in Victoria because Rob was the lecturer there. And um, Rob presents pretty much very, very similar to the way I do, and I base a lot of what I, the way I present around the way that Rob presents. And again, it's that nuts and bolts, let's simplify it. It either works or it doesn't. Let's try a bit of this, let's try a bit of that, and, uh, and, and keep it very simple. Um, but very, very, you know, very, very effective, you know. And, um, you know, so it, the question to, you know, who, who would I respect most in the industry would, would definitely be Rob. I think um, he's a very humble sort of guy and he's, 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 he's willing to pass his knowledge on to anybody. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I respect about him most. I think it's the worst thing you can ever do as a teacher or as a therapist is to say, you know, I've learned this and this is mine. Um, I think the best thing to do is, you know, if, you know, if a therapist comes back from a workshop, is bring all your mates and say, hey, this is what I learned on the weekend. What do you think? You know, and then share all your information together. You know, 
think it's all about giving and about sharing information rather than I think what get hate in the industry is, is, is people that you know, think they have an ownership over over particular techniques and skills and stuff like that. And I think it's like, come on, let's let's teach everybody to be good. And Would you say that's something that rubs you the wrong way? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just, 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 just a, just a little. So bit. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, the best thing you can do as as, as, as a therapist and is is to pass your skills on and. and spread it around and show other people. Fantastic. Have you had an opportunity to have a treatment with Rob? I've never had a treatment with Rob, but I've certainly been on the table um, uh, as, as a model, I guess, uh, during a lot of our assessments and that within oncology and learning different techniques. And, and Rob's always, you know, more than willing to, to um, you know, open for suggestion and, and say, look, you know, if Rob was doing something particular, I'd say, well, what if you did it this way or did it that way? And he's always open. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Well, let's try it. You know, so it's, um, it's really good, yes. So, so I've never been particularly a patient on this uh, bench, but we certainly did go through a, quite a bit of discussion over uh, my shoulder rehabilitation because uh, Rob had a, a similar thing with his shoulder. He came off and uh, injured his shoulder while biking. Um, so we, we both had uh, some pretty uh, chronic shoulder injuries uh, that we can, we can talk about. So can compare notes absolutely so is there anyone else potentially in the industry who you would love to get a massage from um, not particularly I, I think i of course of course you christy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding what's, what's important is that well, we talked about myself being a scuba diver and i go all around the world scuba diving um whenever i'm away overseas i always get a massage Someone, what I've been, and whether that be you know a Thai massage or you know, a, a, you know someone that's doing a Kazakhstan massage or Kahuna or, or you know any any sorts of massage, I'm, all, I'm always open to be able to say oh, let's try a bit of this sort of thing. You know? So recently I was away uh, on a cruise uh, through Europe and South America, and uh, I had a, a couple of massages on the cruise by a, a lovely Polish girl, and um, I told her when I went in that I, I need it nice and deep and. Uh, she needs to beat me up a bit, and she certainly did that. So it was fantastic. I've had some incredible experiences over time. Where uh, one time I was scuba diving in Palau, and I uh, went for a massage. The young Chinese uh, girl massaged me, and, and she was would been about three foot high and about you know, forty kilos. And uh, she literally beat the uh, living daylights out of me, and at the end of it, uh, smashed me on the back with a bamboo stick. So it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, just, uh, don't knock it till you try it. That's what I'm saying. It sounds, I mean, I, I was going to ask you about, like, so it sounds like you've had some pretty interesting international experiences with different massage therapists. Has there been ever one that rubbed you the wrong way? Like, was there one that was not, not so great? Tell me about that experience. Well, I, I guess your, your biggest fear is to have somebody that's, you know, bouncing on your back, uh, cracking you all over the place that probably has very little understanding of anatomy mm. whatsoever. And, and I think that's the biggest thing, is that you, know, you, don't, you certainly don't want to you know, come out of something with a, with a long-term injury. Yeah. You know, somebody snapped your neck when they had no idea what they were doing. You know? So, um, you know, a, a, again, it's all about working within your boundaries and, and, and you know, understanding your uh, your role as a massage therapist and where, when, when you're, you're working outside of that scope. So... so. 
so working, so uh, yeah, uh, gosh, uh, sometimes I forget what questions I'm up to. Mm. Um, so what's the best advice that you've ever received as a massage therapist? The best advice I ever received as a massage therapist was, Gary, don't get too clinical too often. And I think that was revolved around a conversation that we were having that when I, let's, let's use, use an example now, is, is, is where, you know, still today, 70% of my caseload are tradesmen. Yeah. So when the tradesmen come in, they've just finished a long couple of weeks worth of work, they're very sore. They're coming for like a maintenance type massage because they want to be kept in shape and you know, to, a, to an optimum where they're unlikely to hurt themselves. Um, they want to be kept in function. Um, you know, these guys don't necessarily want to be stood up and have you know 20 minutes worth of assessment done on them. They, they want to be put on the bench and they want to be rubbed and they want to be rubbed hard. You know? So I think part of my workshop, it's not just the rotator cuff. I show some skills where you can throw some assessment into the treatment and the client may not necessarily know they're being assessed. You know, so the ability to be able to do what our bread and butter is, is to be able to you know, get in there and really, you know, certainly for, 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 for my case, Lou, there's, 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 there's really big guys coming in, tradesmen, uh, MMA, you know, cage fighters, and all, all these sorts of guys. They, they want to be rubbed and they want to be rubbed hard. You know, and that's, that, that's what they want as a customer. They're coming to me because that's what they want. And I think it's important to be able to give your customer what they want but to be able to put in you know, what you need to professionally as well, but to be able to find that balance. I think that's 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 probably the best advice I ever received is don't make it too clinical for the whole treatment. I think that's some really good advice to give to potentially like new therapists into the industry. Like is that like is that the sort of thing that you would like new therapists to know? Like, you know, sometimes you just gotta get in there and get down and dirty and kind of get into the get into the nitty gritty and, and, you know, yeah, all the assessment and all the fluff's really great, but, you know, sometimes you just got to touch some bodies. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, the, you know, that's, that's a mistake you can make is, 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 is not, to not, not certainly not to take away from our professionalism as to what we do. You know? I mean, and, and, and if you're not assessing, you're just guessing. You need to assess. It's paramount to assess. But you've also got to remember that, you know, you've got to take on board that, you know, people are here to see you uh, for a particular reason and, and that's what they want. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to find that balance. You've certainly got to include the assessment, but you've got to find the balance of, of, of being able to assess over a period of time. Awesome. And so, just in wrapping up, um, what's in the works? Where can we find you? I know we've we've mentioned uh, platinumremedialmassage.com.au. That's your your new website for all of the training and and um, workshops that you're running. Um, and I know that you sent me through some info that you're going to be presenting the not just the rotator cuff workshop on Sunday the 21st of February um, in Kingscliff, uh, Sunday the 20th of March in Coffs Harbour. Um, and you're going to be doing the Funky Chicken Workshop coming up in August uh, in Maroochydore and I think at some point in Melbourne. Is that – am I am the I last, right? The last, one, the last one's in Mildura. Oh, Mildura, Victoria. That date will be changed because I've, I've just been asked to present at the uh, the MIMT uh, Soft Tissue Congress in Melbourne on the 23rd of October. So. Yay, that's awesome. Big news. Like that's some, that's some breaking news. At this point, I should be talking about the SIJ, so uh, which will influence me to um, make another workshop. Um, 
fifth appointment as well. Fantastic. Oh, SIJ, I'm I'm super keen for you to teach me all about that. That'll be great. It's another one of those uh, highly, highly mechanical uh, parts of the body that uh, a lot can go wrong with. So. Absolutely. And um, so can we find you anywhere on social media or...? I don't have Facebook hooked up at the moment. I'm sure you and Christy will hook me up with that. Um, but at the moment, my website's uh, www.platinumrmt.com.au. That's um, platinumrmt.com.au. That's right. And uh, you'll be able to get all of the information to all of my uh, my workshops and where I'm presenting around the country there. And there's also a phone number that uh, you can contact my clinical team if you have any other questions. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today, Gary. I know that there's currently torrential rain occurring where you are. Um, and we thought the internet might drop out on us, but we've been really lucky and it's been pretty much perfect. And um, I'm really grateful for the time that you've given me today. And thank you so much for coming on to the Rub the Wrong Way podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how you go with the rest of this year. And I'm sure 2016 is going to be an amazing year for you. Thank you very much, Christy. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate what you're asking. You're welcome. Awesome. Thanks very much, Gary. Welcome to Rub the Wrong Way, a podcast for massage professionals. Each week, we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life, go deep on industry issues, and help you discover practice-building tips and tricks from industry experts. Grab your laundry basket and join your host, Christy Melling, as we strip down, bear all, and help you get rubbed the right way.